to be able to prevent habit relapse. It sounds so simple when I say it now, but I had not a clue of any of that. And that's why this is so important to share because if you're listening to this and you're identifying with any part of this, then you understand what it's like to really not like yourself that much for something that is beyond your control. We should all feel that we have control over ourselves, and that is not the experience of anyone who's trying to lose weight. This is Katie Gordon, and you're listening to the Weight Is Over podcast. Welcome health and freedom seekers. Sit back and relax as you come on this journey of overcoming obstacles so you can lose weight, gain health and live the life you've been looking for. Hello listeners and welcome to today's show. I'm your host Katie Gordon and the wait is over with Dietless Living 360 Degrees. There's no recipes, no food regimes, no exercise programs to follow. How about that? A weight loss program with no recipes, no food regimes and no exercise programs to follow because this is simply about how to take your life back, how to take control because we all have a voice and we want to be heard. We want to forget about dieting, focus on living and we want to lose weight. But to do that, we have to develop our personal health leadership skills so that we can create a new mindset, a mindset that gets us over all the obstacles and challenges of life and, more importantly, our own unconscious programs that ultimately what's really impacting on our weight and health and causing habit relapse. And the purpose of this podcast is to share with you what I learned over 25 years in dieting hell and spending over $100,000 working out how to step into dietless living. Because there really are so many people out there struggling with their weight and suffering the consequences of ineffective weight loss solutions. And today I'm talking more specifically about what that's actually like, what the impact is on a person and a social impact, what it's like on everybody that is connected with the people who are trying their very, very best to lose weight. Because there's really nothing more soul crushing than, you know, just really, really giving something your all, trying to achieve something that everyone and, you know, doing everything that you're supposed to do to get the success that everybody else seems to be getting only to fail time and time again. But to be fair, when I think about it, all the weight loss solutions that are offered do say you will lose weight. They never ever say you will lose weight permanently. And I think as I look back over the spectrum of that whole quarter of a century of trying to lose weight, I it would have been very helpful to understand what's not being said when all the promises are made for a weight loss solution because they do all promise you will lose weight and you will if you follow their diet, but you will not lose weight permanently on that unless you have supporting strategies to manage everything that 
uh, actually leads us to having habit relapse. And that's the ultimate problem, right? We habit relapse later on. I certainly did many, many, many times. That's why it took a whole quarter of a century to work out what to do because I at no point was anybody telling me and helping me to manage what the whole problem was. And I, I did do a lot of diets over that 25 years and I did lose weight many, many times, as I said before. And sometimes it was only a little bit of weight before I'd have a habit relapse and other times it was a lot of weight before I'd have a habit relapse. And sometimes I actually kept the weight off for a couple of years even before a habit relapse came and the weight piled back on. And so the, because there was no particular pattern to it, that was always the really mysteriously devastating thing. Like, where's the pattern to this? Sometimes it's here, sometimes it's here, and sometimes it's way the hell up there. I don't understand what's happening. And the thing was, I always wanted those results. Now, obviously, they always use the people who get the most miraculous results as their advertising. But when it's somebody that you personally know that has gotten phenomenal results, that in and of itself means, hey, if you can do it, I can do it too. And I remember doing one of those 12-week challenges with my personal trainer. And I gave that bloody program everything I had I just lived it to the T because I'd seen what results she'd gotten I'd seen what results her other clients had gotten and I just thought man I'm going to this personal trainer if they can do it I can do it too and I seriously just there was not one missed food moment in that whole 12 weeks I turned up for every personal training session I went to, I used to drive 45 minutes in the morning from my home to a particular place where I could run up this headland and then I'd drive 45 minutes in the other direction to my workplace. I used to do that four days a week. I turned up for the multiple personal training sessions that are at her studio, which again was at this, this far-flung place away from where I lived. And I just literally threw everything I had at being successful at that 12-week challenge. And you know what result I got? Sweet FA. Compared to everybody else and the image that I had in my mind that I was going to look like at the end of that 12 weeks were nowhere near what they should have been. And, you know, to be fair, because I had this image of some bodybuilder kind of super slender size six person as my result the fact that what a, what result I did get which was still phenomenal because my body looked amazing because of all the exercise I had done but because there was such a disparity between the two I couldn't reconcile it in my mind, in my emotional self. And I I didn't even go in for the final weigh-in because I was just so crushed by the whole 
failing to get this image. And really that is the problem, right? It's this image that we have in our mind. And I tell you what, that motherfucker of a program crushed me like a bug. I fell into a very, very deep, dark depression after that, not only because I was, I didn't get the results I wanted, but I was mentally and emotionally exhausted from that 12-week push to get something. And I'm pretty sure you can guess that it didn't take long for me to have a habit relapse after that. And just that constantly failing to permanently lose weight over and over really did just take such a huge, huge emotional toll on me over the years. Because the more that I tried and failed, the less I believed in myself and my ability to actually be successful in other areas of my life. It wasn't just this one area that losing weight impacts on. Losing weight and putting it back on over and over actually has this massive ripple effect out into all areas of our life. And honestly, the social impact of ineffective weight loss solutions, unsustainable weight loss solutions are really just crushing the souls of so many men and women. That constant struggle just to permanently lose weight so that we can just forget about it and and just get on with life leads to a lot of self-hatred. It certainly did for me. And not just of my my body and how I saw myself and what I could achieve and what I obviously couldn't achieve, like that was devastating in and of itself, but it was self-hatred of, of a mind and body that felt like it was constantly betraying me. There's really no way to actually describe the feelings of isolation caused by being overweight. Because I not only felt separate from other people because I felt there was something wrong with me, you know, it became a belief about myself that there was something not okay with me because I had this problem. I I had this inability to master myself and people are pretty unkind, let's face it. They will, in their own way, say things that, perhaps they perceive as being helpful, but really are negative implications on on my ability, my my per, who I am as a person. You know, you'd hear some people go, well, where's your willpower? Like, why can't you just say no? And it's okay. Well, I did. I said no for this whole entire time here and lost weight. Oh, I have willpower. And unfortunately, I didn't understand that back then. And I just agreed with them. I don't know why I don't have willpower. But that really was the reality. I I did have willpower. I just would have a habit relapse. And this is what nobody, nobody was ever talking about is habit relapse. It's just yo-yo dieting. It It is, it never, ever Never ever is anyone talking about the fact is that you're having a habit relapse. That's what the problem is. It's nothing. 
to do with anything. And this is why the weight loss industry is bankrupt of actually finding a real solution because this is the problem, not the diet. It's not the science behind the magical things that happen in your body when you follow these in uh, very restrictive eating programs or the science of the blood type diet or any of that stuff. The thing is you can't stick to that for life because you have a habit relapse and this is where we really have to focus our attention and then the other stuff honestly just takes care of itself. And I tell you what, coming back to the social isolation, there was so many times, like this is a time when you need support from people. And to be fair, a lot of people don't know how to support you if they haven't got the problem. And if they do have the problem, well, they're stuck in the same boat as you. Because I remember going, well, I had friends who struggled with their weight as well. And because we were all looking for the same answer, nobody had an answer because nobody was talking about what the real problem is, which is habit relapse and some of the other problems that actually lead to us eating the wrong food. It's like we do know what we shouldn't be eating. We just don't know why we're still eating it. That's our that's our main problem. And that social isolation of just staying home. I stayed home a lot because I didn't want to go out. I didn't have any clothes to wear. And there was, you know, these few things that I'd selected to go to work and a few social, uh, you know, just to the shops and around the house. <laughs> like, you know, you you dress these few same outfits. And then if you have to go somewhere else and you have to find other clothes to suit that occasion, that's when the ugly truth about what my body size really was came to the fore because, you know, our brain lies to us about a lot of stuff and it really, I've said it in, in newsletters and, and um, posts and stuff that we make comfortable adjustments to make uncomfortable situations comfortable and that's one of the things that we do with our clothes is I'll just wear these few things and that's our social isolation because we're not going out we don't feel good about ourselves we're not moving out of this comfort zone because in this comfort zone we can cope with the fact that there's something going on that we don't have power over and really, uh, there are some positives that come out of that 25 years. Obviously, I worked out how to create dietless living, which has been a complete revelation for me and changed the last 12 years of my life from being ones of absolute misery and struggle to ones of joy and happiness. You know, I mean, I still have to deal with the day-to-day -day life of my father dying and friends dying and the stress and anxieties that come with many of these big life events. But overall, my day-to-day -day life is happy. I, I can turn my attention to other things, to building a business, to having a life, to just being happy every day instead of constantly funneling all of my time, my focus, my energy and my finances into working out weight loss. And the reality is I did absolutely 100% learn a lot of things through that 25 years. I learned a lot about food 
because doing all the different diet regimes, you know, whether it was um, vegetarian, uh, blood type diet, keto, the raw food diet, I really actually like the raw food diet. The food that you can make from raw food is so much more decadent than any cooked food you'll ever eat. However, it's just such an arduous process of um, it's very time consuming. And of course, it's not socially sustainable because there's not a restaurant out there that is selling raw food. There was one on the Gold Coast, I remember. I think it was called Earth and Earth and Sea or something. Man, that food was the best food I'd ever eaten. But it it's not sustainable. But I did learn a lot about raw food and the raw food diet from vegetarian, from fasting. I learned that fasting doesn't work for me. It does work for some, but it doesn't work for me. Food combining and, you know, the reducing your sugars and your fats, good fats, all of that stuff, and and living an organic lifestyle uh, and a processed food-free lifestyle as well. You know, I worked in the organics industry for 10 years and I studied naturopathy. I know a lot about food and that was through my quest to understand myself. But making better food choices and changing my lifestyle never, ever, ever stopped overconsumption and the habit relapses into eating more sugars, eating more fats and just simply over-consuming food. And, you know, I say it all the time, right? I spent over $100,000 over that quarter of a century, but really it was so, so much more. It costs a lot of money to go on specialised diets, the food that you have to buy, the different uh, way you have to stack your pantry, recipe books, all of that sort of thing. There's, you know, obviously gym memberships. I didn't include any of that in the 100000 that I spent. That was simply about trying to, the educational portion of trying to work out what the hell was wrong with me wrong with me there's nothing wrong with me I just didn't know I was having habit relapse and of course spent so much money on gym memberships personal trainers I had at least seven different personal trainers over that time home exercise equipment you know I rented I bought everything from big stuff down to just many videos and dvds and there was also, you know, the think about the truck loads of supplements that I took because I was always going to naturopaths, doing my own research, buying things at the health food shop that were, you know, touted to be fat burners and um, help you lose weight and all of these things that marketing is out there and we fall for it because we're looking for something and at the moment, you know, there's people doing the injections. Nobody knows what the long-term effect of these things are because there are no long-term studies. We're so focused on losing the weight that we've lost sight of what it means to be healthy. And, of course, I was thinking of health, but really was I, when I was seeing naturopaths, it was about the aches and pains and dysfunctionalities of my body at that time. I had a lot of 
uh, stress in my life and a lot of gut issues. And it really was helped me lose the weight. The weight is stressing me out. I can't, I don't know what to do to get it off. And so I'd see naturopaths and all kinds of alternative health professionals and simply just throwing my money at anybody who I thought was going to be able to help me. But the reality was that they were either people who didn't have a weight problem, so they'd never struggled with their weight at all like I was, or they were still on their weight loss journey. They were still trying to work it out. So they were helping me share with sharing with me what they were doing, but what they were doing clearly wasn't working either because they were still overweight. And there should have been something going on in my mind about that. But, you know, when you you feel so alone, you're looking for somebody else that's struggling too. But the reality was that they none of them had any solution because none of them understood that what we were trying to resolve was the inevitable habit relapse. And, you know, there was such a big psychological debt for me to pay for all of that. My relationships were strained for many reasons because it's really hard to be around somebody who has so much emotional baggage caused by so much habit relapsing. It's devastating realizing that I had no control over myself. And the ripple effect of that out into all the areas of my life was really palpable for the majority of that time, you know. Sure, there was happy moments and times where I laughed, but overall I'd have to say that 25 years was just constantly thinking about my goddamn weight and feeling excluded because not only couldn't I control it, but a lot of the time I was so much bigger than everyone around me. And all of that mental stress and anguish really just compounded my food and alcohol consumption as really the attitude sort of started to become, well, fuck it. I do the right thing anyway and I still don't succeed. I might as well be enjoying the food that I'm having. And, of course, the reality was I never enjoyed half of what I ate. I just ate it because my brain and body were telling me that's what you got to eat, lady. That's what you've trained us to do. There's also a lot of things that happen physically for us when we're piling on weight and then ripping it off through restrictive diets and super intensive exercise programs. I used to go to those boot camps man, I work so hard and I look at people who are doing them now and I think, I hope you're doing it right because a lot of times when you're being led in those boot camps, the guy's up front or the woman's up front leading the group or they're sitting on the beach telling you to do stuff and they're not watching your form, they're not checking how you're doing it and how you're uh, using your posture and your body and holding your core. You get exhausted, you forget about form and it's very damaging to your body. And I think that's a lot of the problems that I had then. I was just exercising like a maniac for long periods of time and exhausting myself. But all of that stuff, that putting on the weight and taking it off, it all just messed me up mentally and emotionally. And the more I failed, the more punishing that I was to myself. And it's just so awful to hate yourself that much. 
for something that ultimately isn't our fault because we simply haven't learned what the rules are for creating sustainable weight loss, sustainable habit change leads to permanent weight loss. And that's what we have to be learning is sustainable habit change. It's not about the food. It's never been about the food. It's about the habit that leads to the food. We have to be able to create sustainable habit change to be able to prevent habit relapse. It sounds so simple when I say it now, but I had not a clue of any of that. And that's why this is so important to share because if you're listening to this and you're identifying with any part of this, then you understand what it's like to really not like yourself that much for something that is beyond your control. We should all feel that we have control over ourselves, and that is not the experience of anyone who's trying to lose weight. But when I started living my life in what has now become dietless living, I let go of all of that, of the whole lot. I thought, so be it. I'm probably going to be fat forever and I'm just going to get on with the business of enjoying my life because I tell you what, I had not been focused on enjoying my life in any way, shape or form for that 25 years. And I just wanted to be happy with Katie. I wanted to be nice to her because she's a damn nice person and she was just struggling and I hated her so much that I really just wanted to be nice to Katie and I really wanted just to be happy and have a healthy body. Life is too short not to be enjoying yourself and and feeling the joy of a healthy body. And in that year that I started Dietless Living, the year that can only be described as a year of happiness and relief and just doing things that made me happy, being aware of food and bringing in a lot of my strategies for changing my behavior because that's what I decided. Okay, I've learned all of this what's been successful, what can I use, I'm just going to use that and I'm going to change the way that I think and feel about life because really that's where happiness is. I can't just keep living this life that I've been living in the way I've been living it because I don't know how to be happy so I'm going to teach myself how to be happy and so it really was a year of just relief and happiness and Lo and behold, that was the year that my life changed. All these medical problems that I'd had for 25 years, fibromyalgia, three migraines a week, gut problems, body issues, they all resolved themselves. They just went away. I lost 20 kilos, which, you know, all of that stuff was amazing to me because I simply wasn't focused on doing any of that. I just wanted to be happy and I just wanted to go through my days feeling, okay, I'm going to a job I hate, but how can I enjoy my job even though I don't like it? I have to work with these people that make my life very stressful. How am I going to change how I'm thinking and feeling about these people? Like, What am I going to do to change my life? And it turns out that everything I did and continued to do 
and still do today are what prevents habit relapse. All of what I did in that year and still continue to do now is what provides the path to sustainable habit change and permanent weight loss. And that's why I do this podcast, because if there's anything at all that I'm sharing that is either providing you some assistance or providing you some insight or helping you in any way, then job done in my books. That's a big tick for me. I'm happy. I'm sharing because we just need to end the suffering so that we can get on with our lives and change what's happening, not just in our lives, but in the lives of the people that are around us and watching us, our kids, our family, our friends, the people that we work with. When we make a change, there is a ripple effect and I'm on board with that. And if you want more help with this, just book in for a private session and let's just get on with it this week because life is for living and an ounce of adjustment is always easier to implement than 20 pound of change. It's time to enjoy the life that you've been looking for.